So before we start, if you or the people you're listening with will be offended by and well, it's probably best you turn this podcast off right now. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke and welcome to this dark corner of the podcast sphere where nothing goes right. Your socks are always soggy, you've got eternal toothache and there's always summit in your eye. A place of constant discomfort. Whoa, what's that shadowy figure pegging it away from the studio? Ooh, it's my producer, Goddess Charlie. She's only going to set herself alight on the candles in the studio. Again. Oh, it's fine. She's put herself out. Are you all right, Goddess? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Good. Fuck off. Welcome to... As we pull through another monotonous day in this godforsaken place, we welcome our guests to this dismal dark den. Now, some podcasts ask their guests about the secret ways of living life to the fullest or about their favourite books. Well, we ask our guests about how they think they're going to pop their clogs and why. And joining me today to talk us through their funeral wishes is a culinary master, as well as a radio and TV presenter. It's Andy Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want to keep that. I was going to have it playing out of my handbag as I walked down the road, as I walk into the the co-op and stuff. Move, bitches. It's Andy Andy Oliver. How excellent. Well, this is very lovely for you to join us today. It's very fancy in here. I've only just seen the candles behind us as well. Oh, yeah. There's no expense spells (laughs) for a load of old tat. (laughs) I love tat. And also these um, shit battery candles. Shit battery candles. I love them. They're very good. They're fabulous because I always um, burn my fingers when I'm lighting normal candles. Yes. And also, I don't think scented candles are that great for your chest. Oh, are they not? Well, I do I do have them, though, in case anyone's listening and wants to send any freebies, because I smoke, because I'm a faggot still. Right. So it's good to have them. Pretty nice aroma. So let's get into it, shall mm. we? Lovely Andy. Yeah. We've got three sections. Yes. First, we'll discuss your untimely passing. Oh, in no, my tragic. Your tragic, tragic untimely, untimely passing, passing in the death. Then it's off to the funeral. Yeah. And lastly, we'll chat about the will and the wake. The death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So let's flash forward in this fantasy world. It's the day of your death. Yeah. Oh, very, very me. sad. So tell me. me, how did it happen? Oh, it's probably, I mean, I'd like to just go to sleep, obviously, and just not wake up again. It's probably some sort of stupid accident, like falling down the stairs and landing on my head. Oh, my goodness. Or some sort of Betty Davis type affair, do you know what I mean? Poisoned, maybe, by somebody I've wronged. Oh, right. In some way, years ago, that I forgot that they hated me or something. Do you know what I mean? I I feel like it's either going to be properly melodramatic or I'll go out with a sigh and a whisper. 
Yes, a, ni- a nice quiet. A nice quiet. The first time in my life I did anything quietly. <laughs> but I feel like it'll be so... I once nearly had my head chopped off <gasps> falling off the back of a boat. Oh, my God. I fell off the back of a boat and they were doing this stuff and I thought, what is it, what is it? And I realised there were these rudders flying in front of my face and I had to swim backwards really, really fast. Do you oh know what I mean? Oh, my God. So that nearly happened. So I feel like it's going to be something stupid. Right. Like a Midsummer Murders. Right. Killed by a wheel of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> type of accident. Yeah, yeah, dropping yeah. Up, dropping on your head. Yeah, I think so. Because I suppose there are some dangers in the uh, cookery world, isn't there? You know, it's, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not really fatal usually. No, it's more, it's more about burning yourself on burning ovens. and boiling big bur- boiling pots and stuff. Yeah, I don't really do much of that anymore. Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> do you have people to do I that for you? I have people to lug things around for me these days, Kathy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, you know, when you're working in a full-on kitchen service situation there's all sorts of terrible things there's knives there's hot things there's people flying around there's you know tempers there's all sorts of stuff that could happen that can happen to you in the kitchen I once burnt my foot in three quarters of the way through service in fact Kelly who works with me is out there she immediately saw to it I was making this we used to do this jerk chicken thing and I used to make an orange and ginger like chilli syrup that went on at the end but it was this bubbling vat of volcanic syrup and I was doing something and I knocked it and it tipped up and went straight. I, of course, didn't wear proper protective kitchen footwear. I had trainers on because I hate proper protective kitchen footwear. I had trainers on and so it went straight into my foot and inside the shoe and down my leg. And I was like... It was so painful. Kelly was amazing. She, like, ran out the back got a bucket, filled it with ice, wrapped my leg in cling film and stuck my foot in the ice. Wow. But I was like, I've got to keep, we've still got tickets on. So there's a picture of me cooking. I had one foot in the bucket (laughs) cooking and I'm like shouting. I realised all the chefs were looking at me like, she's off her nut. (laughs) I was just like, I've got to get my, just the logic leaves you. I mean, really, I should have just stopped and let somebody else do it, but I'm far too controlling for that. Do you know what I mean? That's extraordinary. And also, what's just struck me, I also nearly got decapitated once. And it was doing a film uh, many, many years ago and out in Nicaragua. And there was a scene where uh, a big helicopter went up in the air when it shouldn't have. Uh, We'd all, there was a little group of us that were sort of running to get into this helicopter. And as we were running to get it, we get shot. So I had to quickly lie on the floor and just wait. And I was just sort of lying there for ages and I thought, what the heck is going on? And then I looked up and the helicopter was hovering above and the wheel, this huge wheel, was just over my head. Oh, my God. And then I felt myself being pulled so somebody had run in and by by my feet sort of dragged me out. And and I also, when I was a child, burnt, burnt my leg. There you go. Well, you it's see? like separated at birth. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't be more destined to end up talking about this. In in this beautiful setting. One day. So, um, okay. So your death is going to be either quite quiet and peaceful or... Uh, killed oh, by a wheel of cheese. Killed by a wheel of cheese. Or murdered. Or murdered. By somebody with a grudge. But, I mean, that's more far-fetched. <laughs> And then, yeah, because who would that be? I couldn't see I you. I don't know. I feel enemies. like I do piss people off sometimes. No, in, I, no, absolutely. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. Some people just think I just make too much noise. Okay. It's all too much going on. They yeah. get a little bit like, oh, for fuck's sake, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I, I, I quite no. like it. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, how never dare stop. you? How never, never stop. ever never stop. stop. Nobody tells Andy yeah. Oliver to fucking <laughs> shut up. So you, you, you've pegged it. Yeah. You've been bashed over the head by a wheel of cheese. Yes. Who's going to be upset? I mean, who? I mean, I'm, I can imagine. You, of course, your family would be absolutely devastated. Most of them. <laughs> would the public care basically? So we've got some quite avid Great British Menu fans. Mm. I think they, including care. me, including you. No, thank you, darling. I think you know they would miss my my dresses, yes. my outfits. They love my outfits and they love the shiny stuff uh-huh. um so i think they would miss that yeah yeah i think they would be upset because they look forward to it every year yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? and then be, there would be no flouncy stuff happening and there'd yes. be no shiny stuff happening. so i think they would miss it i've got you know i've got a quite a broad extended found family as okay. well mm. do you know what i mean it's like you know i think i feel like you know, our generation, you know, mm. we all left home quite young. Yes. Especially like arty type people. So we all yeah. left home quite young and ended up in London. Yes. And I feel like that community of people, that family that was created in Soho in the in the 70s and the mm. 80s is quite vast. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and far yeah. reaching. And, you know, quite a lot of us are already dead. Uh, that's uh, true. You know, and people were quite upset when they died. So I'm assuming... Mm. The same will be true for me. Oh, without a doubt. Like up in the back of King's Cross, Battle Bridge Road. Yeah, yeah. That's now Coal Drops Yard and stuff. Do you remember all those parties yeah. that we used to do in the oh, yeah. in the warehouses up in the back of there? That's there, it. We used to have a we used to go home with a bag of money. Mm. So our friend Rose Boyt used to have yes. the bag of cash. You know Rose. Of course. She used to have the bag of cash in her bedroom. So if you needed money, you'd go around <laughs> to Rose's and just take some money out the bag. That's amazing. It's like Rose, only 20 quid. She's like, the bag's upstairs. <laughs> Just go upstairs. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So enterprising. Yeah, so oh, enterprising. Very. Also quite drunk. Also very drunk. <laughs> There's a lot of drinking in the 80s. Very drunk. Oh, my goodness. Do you still have a tipple now? Okay. I mean, at Christmas, I drank some wine. I can't mm. be. I'm, just, I'm too tired. Yeah, me too. I mean, I do. Like, I love a nice Barolo. What's that? It's a lovely red wine. Ooh, it's okay. really nice. I never used to drink red wine at all. Mm. I just used to drink tons of really shit white wine all the time. It's like, oh my God, it gives me a tummy ache thinking about it. Because if I'm going to have a drink, it may as well be something delicious. Absolutely. I feel like that about everything. If I'm going to do it, it should be worth it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, like I've come to talk to you because I love you, you're brilliant and it's worth it. There are loads of people that when you come, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. What about? What do I want to do that for? (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you what though, it is biting me in the arse, um, all the podcasts I've said no to because now Now, I'd like them as no to you. <laughs> oh it's, no! It's proven a little bit tricky. <laughs> I mean, I did say to Big God Ollie when we first talked about this gig, I went, "You know, it's going to be hard to get the guests because I don't do anything for anybody." <laughs> so it's like revenge, you know. Tell it the fuck off. And also, there's all the you know people over the years that you've interviewed who were really shitty and rude, and now they want to do their podcast. I'm like, nope. No, very true. Well, I just, I, I also see it has to be worth it to me. I don't yeah. spend time with people that I don't want to be in a room with. And it's not about money. It's just about That's mental it. health. Well, it wouldn't I be just... about money doing this one, mate, no, anyway. <laughs> but we are deeply honoured, oh, deeply honoured. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this 
Short break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So let's get back to what this is all about, really. So we've talked about the great British menu, mm. which I really love. I love it even more now that you're part of it. Because oh, I sort of used to like it. Yeah. But it, I used to find it a bit snooty. <laughs> you know what I mean? I and then, sorted that out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, didn't it? It was great when you started presenting it and then having lovely people like Ed Gamble oh, on the, you know. so fabulous. So it's much nicer and much more, you know. Well, we've evolved. Like exactly. everything has evolved. Yeah. Exactly. So, but what if, um, while you were recording the Great British Menu, this wheel of cheese fell on your head? Yeah. I mean, what would happen? Who would they get to replace you? So I'm quite protective of the Great British Menu, you know, yeah. because I'm very protective of my chefs. I call them my chefs, yes. not my children, but they feel a bit like that. I feel very maternal about them because I kind of like nurse them through this week that they have, you know, and it's yeah. really hardcore that week. It's like, yeah. you know, and most of them, because the Great British Menu has been on for so long, most of them have grown up watching it. Right. So it really means so much to them. So when they get there, they're very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Because they're giving everything they've got because it's a sort of dream of theirs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I feel, you know, I have these relationships with all of them. So I wouldn't want to leave them in the hands of anybody too annoying. Okay. Uh, so I feel like I'd like it to be a some fabulous drag queen. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because we have to have the outfits still have to happen. Of course. We can't have some dreary dry gal turn up after that, me being fabulous. So my favourite drag queen is called Simone. Oh, right. Who won a drag race, American drag race. She's just like so ridiculously beautiful. She yes. takes your breath away. Like, right. yeah, yeah. And she's hilarious as well. So she's got to be funny. She's yes. got to be somebody funny. Somebody who can talk to them. Somebody who can make them feel good. She's very kind. Yes. She's kind and funny and very flamboyant. But would she eat? Because these, she... these people, they're very against carbs. <laughs> Aren't they, though? But they're very against carbs. Well, all people. They, they are, seem to are be very against carbs. Do you know what, though? When I do Great British Menu, there's a not a load, so much food. You ha I actually have to have an eating strategy. Okay. In finals week, there are eight dishes. Yes. Every single... It's just so much, you know. Right. So you have to, like, 16, 16. It's too much. What do you do? It's like a little spit I have four or? bites of everything. Oh, four bites. I have a strategy, four yeah. bites of everything. And that way you get a bit of the everything that's on the plate. Yeah. So you do have a bit of carb, obviously, but it's not really about the nosh. Yes. It's more about the uh, forensic examination. But what if, what if a dish is so delicious? Yeah. Have you ever just thought, I've just got to finish this? Yeah. And it's always come, made me come. The first year I did it, Oliver Payton yes. said to me, now listen. Be careful, it's finals week. Mm. And so the starters, okay, eight starters, no problem. You can eat a bit of that, eight of those, no problem. Yeah. Fish course, also not so bad, really. Yes. Main course day, 
it's like meat day essentially oh, yeah, yeah. and they all go so to town yes you know like whole sides of this and that and the sauces are so rich and mm. dense and lush and some people are just champion though you know connie huck yes that brilliant connie huck oh who yeah i, just I love adore. her oh yeah, my god yeah. she's so fabulous tiny little yeah, person yeah. ate everything had lunch with the crew we got on the train she had the fish and chips on the way but i was like what how is that even fair my how goodness is that? she's tiny she's yeah, like a little yeah. 12 i mean she looks incredible beautiful girl just lovely but just some in the caribbean we call that hollow legs yeah or worms <laughs> <laughs> we have such a great time mm. making that show. We really do. It's well, I, I really like the show now that you're part of it. Thank I you. really do think you do a beautiful job. And uh, and if you did peg it, that I think that's how I would remember you fondly. But how would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as um, a kind. Somebody was kind. Yeah, I try to be kind. Of course, you know what I mean. It's like how else are you going to live your life? You've got to try to make your corner. Yes. you know your little tiny bit. Just try and make it as nice as you can make it. So I try to be kind. Buddha says, try not to be a cunt. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's my maxim. Yeah, that's what yeah. I live by. Try not to be a cunt. And, that's you know, fabulous. That's not always as easy as it sounds. Obviously, no, but, no. You know, it's a conscious choice, isn't it? Though how you carry yourself in the world yes. and how you carry yourself. The more love you give out, uh-huh. the better everything is. Yeah. You well, know, it's like what you hope. give comes back, like yeah, yeah. times 10. And I just, you know, that was the, one of the nice things about getting older is you work some, some stuff out, don't you? Do you know you what do, I mean? You do, you do. And I just, I just feel like, be kind, try not to be a cunt. Perfect. That's how I would like to be remembered, really. Well, I think I mean, that's, that's how I live. I think that's absolutely, and again, something we've got in common. <laughs> I mean, this is just, it's just fabulous. And so what publication would you like your obituary to be in? I, so when my brother died, he yes. was in The Observer. So this and was the Guardian. Yeah, when Sean yeah. passed away, he was yeah, in yeah. The Guardian. It was very fancy. I've still got it, actually, and it was a beautiful picture of him. So I guess I'd like that. Mm. I don't want anybody talking about me in the fucking Daily Mail ever. Oh, God, just don't, yeah. just don't do it. Just yeah, keep yeah. my name out of your mouth. Don't That's say it. my name. Don't look at me. Don't chat to me, bruv. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Et cetera. I would like, you know, when you're watching a film or you're watching the news or something, it's like, newsflash, newsflash. Oh, yeah. And it goes along the bottom. <laughs> That's where I'd like it. Andy Oliver, wheel of cheese. It's a terrible nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be lovely. That's what I think. Ticker tape, like, chick, 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 chick. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, my God, look, the news. Like that. I stopped reading things like, like uh, after comics. Yes. I used to get comics delivered when uh-huh. I was a kid. Do you remember you used to get your comics delivered yeah, to your house? Yeah. I used to love it. Bunty. Oh, Bunty. So after comics, I stopped reading magazines and things. I just, I don't know, they just didn't interest me, really. Well, I don't know if the Bunty's still going, but I'm sure they'd oblige by having a full-page obit. That would be nice. I mean, that would be gorgeous. A cover of Bunty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The forever Bunty fan, Andy Oliver. (laughs) Jackie. So, yeah, so after all of that, I never really got into it. I think also... You know, because I, I, I'm thinking, why was that actually? And I think, you know, there was, I never saw myself reflected anywhere. Of course. There wasn't yeah. about me. There were no brown girls in there. There were no black no. girls in there. There was nobody who looked like me. No one had an ass. Yeah. And then punk happened anyway. So then they were wankers and I wasn't interested. Yes. <laughs> Didn't care. That's you it. know what I mean? It yeah. was just like, okay, that's nothing to do with me. Oh, this is something better. Yes. And so I never really got into that entire. It sort of passed me by yeah. with fashion magazine. I don't care about that. No. And thank God for punk. Thank God. Punk saved my life. Likewise. Again. Yeah. We're twins. <laughs> 
winning. Yeah, no, uh, I, I but agree. it really did, and I, I, I think that people don't really. I think the thing that people miss about punk when they talk about it retrospectively, mm. you weren't there, kind of thing. Yeah, is that for all of the peripheral people, all the people who felt they were in the margins, on the edge, on the outside, and stuff, we suddenly had somewhere to. To, to belong yes. or like a tribe That's it. and you didn't have to look like anyone else or be like anybody else but it was more the energy yes. are you identified with each other do you know what I mean it's That's like I've it. seen you for years Catherine just gone alright mate yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean years we've never hung out never, but it's just like yes I see you That's it. do you know what I mean yeah, I see yeah. you and I get you and That's that was all it. we needed and it made me feel safe and it made me feel protected and it yeah. made me feel like I was part of something and that you could I always suspected that you could be free uh huh. I believed there was more. Yes. And I could live differently. And I didn't have to, like, you know, when I went to, you know, we used to have a careers teacher at school. Oh, and God. They yeah. were like, uh, I said, I want to be an actress. Uh-huh. And she said, Don't be ridiculous. Well, like, same again. I mean, the same fuck? Com- Who talks to a child like I know, that? I know. You know, don't be ridiculous. The Frutella factory is just up the road. And I was looked at and I thought, Frutella fucking working in a Frutella factory. I mean, if that's your gig, fine. But yeah. I was not interested in working in the Frutella factory. And I went home. And my mum said, she said what? My mother was furious, yeah, do you know I what bet. I mean? Because she was a teacher, my mum mm. as well. And she was like, I can't, you know, just awful, awful people. Um, so I just always was itching and ready to do something different. So Punk came along and I was like, thank you. I suppose as well, because I can imagine... You know, like me, our friends were a bit more sort of girly, girly, yeah. and they liked sort of the pop music of the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and... that, hey, don't get me wrong, I was quite into Donny Osmond. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we all liked a bit of Donny. David Cassidy. Oh, he was a dish. David Cassidy was a dish. David Essex. Oh, yeah, very sexy. David Essex yeah, was yeah. so beautiful. We went, he, remember he did Evita? Yes. And our school went on a school trip to see David Essex and wow. every time he came on, the whole audience was just going, ah! <laughs> screaming as they were trying to do this play, just like losing our shit. All these little girls just going, David! Oh, I'd love to have been oh in the audience. Oh, my God, the poor... I mean, when I think about it now, it's like the poor rest of the cast yes. trying to get their play out and every time he walks on, David! I bet they loved it, though, because oh it would have, you know, because it can get a bit... Of an arsehake doing eight shows a week. Yes, yes. And it's all very serious and quiet. Yes. So I, I bet they would have loved it. They must it, have actually. good fun. I did a play and I was like, how do you, how do actors do that? I did mm. the vagina monologues in the West End. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I've got to do it again. <laughs> I've just done it already. What do you mean? You want me to come again tomorrow? Oh, Fucking God, three yeah. months of it. I was like, oh, my God. God. Yeah, yeah. It goes on and on. But it is interesting because it does change each night and all it of that does. stuff. But it does. it's a lot. Well, looking back on your life, I don't I don't think you will actually. But anyway, I'm not going to assume. But is there anything you wish you'd done differently now that you're dead? Uh no. See? No. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you know that thing when people go, oh, I wish I could go back. I was like, well, how would you be fucking 14 and know what you know now? You'd be really weird. Yeah, yeah. You'd be a really frustrated 14-year-old, <laughs> wouldn't yeah. you? No, I don't think I would have done anything differently. Even the shit stuff I've done. Yeah. Even the sort of, you know, choices I've made that perhaps didn't work out as best as they could have. Mm. Um, I 
have learned something from all of it. Yeah. And it's taught me, you know, my friend um, Eamon Walker calls it the humbling. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that stuff is good for you. It's hurtful, it's painful, and you think, oh, no, am I not invincible and magnificent? I didn't realise. I really thought I was invincible <laughs> and magnificent. Turns out, <laughs> turns out I'm shit, just like everybody else. And uh, that's a good thing to know about yourself. You know, it's like, it's it's good. It's good, this dead thing. <laughs> <laughs> If this vantage point, I like this vantage point, you know, looking yeah. back at my life, I'm like, no, you're all right. Yeah. You're all right. Good. A-O. Beautiful. And now we move beautifully, swiftly, smoothly to the funeral. The funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Choir. <laughs> the funeral. So the big day's arrived. Yes. Everyone's here except you, of course. Who's greeting you at the pearly gates? My brother. Oh, bless, yeah. Because it's been so long since I've seen him. Oh. And I miss his face and his stupid shit and he could tell me stupid jokes and we'd have a laugh because we used to have a laugh. We used to try and kill each other all the time, obviously, he was my yeah. brother. I was going to say something, I'm not really going to go into it. <laughs> but you know that Harry thing? I mean, and I'm not even, I don't give a shit about the royal family. Any oh, of them yes, at okay. All. But you know, he's talking about that fight he had with Will. And he's oh, like, yes. And he pushed me. I'm like, oh, shut up. Everybody <laughs> does that. I mean, you, you, me and my brother used to try to kill each other on a reg. Likewise, yeah, all yeah. All the time. Oh, my yeah. cousin tied her brother to a chair and pushed him down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody. I knew somebody. I think, uh, who was it that did this? John Moore, Jonathan Moore. Do you remember him? Playwright. Oh, quite quite uh, yes. out there, playwright yes. and stuff. And um, I'm sure it was him that told me this story. Um, that either they did, his brothers, or I, I might have got this wrong, but anyway, fuck it. It's a great story. His brother, uh, or he did it to his brother, they would put sellotape <laughs> round their head. And then with the and sellotape, and then sort of double it. So then the sticky bit was also this is on top <laughs> on the of the outside. hair. And then they would put bread on the sellotape, <laughs> tie them to a tree, and watch the pigeons <laughs> pecking evil, the bread. Evil. I mean, that's evil. a plan. I that like, was, that I was like those kids. Out. I like those kids. That's proper. That's proper childhood. Those are proper children. You can't do things. Kids aren't allowed to do evil stuff like that. That anymore because everybody's all oh they've been put in the jail they've, yeah. they've been fucking <laughs> you know loads what I mean? of therapy it's like it's exactly crazy. but you would love your love to I'd see love your lovely to brother because because you lost him quite young yeah he yeah. was 27 wow. i was like 25 it's oh, too young it's just shit it was really shit and it was really quick and i didn't i really was in shock for about 10 years to be of honest course. with you i got really ill i developed a really serious eating disorder i was like high functioning depressed right Right, yeah. And uh, it took me a long time to to be able to really cope with the, the, the chasm. Of course. That that kind of shock leaves in you when you're that young. Because yeah. it's different when people die when you're older. That's When it. you've all had some life. Yeah, yeah. It's sad and it's awful and it still breaks your heart. But it's different. It is. To some, losing somebody when they're in their big step. Yeah, yeah. They're in their high step. They're 27. You know, you remember yeah. my brother. He was like handsome and yes. ridiculous and talented and brilliant Absolutely. and a nightmare. The worst boyfriend in the world. Uh -huh. I mean, just the most <laughs> philandering, awful bastard. Uh -huh. But what a laugh. Well, we, we shall make that happen in our Thank fantasy you. world. Thank you. You'll see the beautiful Sean again. Yeah. 
So uh, let's talk a bit about you now, because that's why we're here, yes. obviously. How are you getting to the funeral in, in your in your coffin? I want like a New Orleans marching band. Fair. You know, with the buttons and the Absolutely. fabulous outfits and the sexy butt-shaking groove thing happening. You know, mm. like there's used to be this band from New Orleans called the Wild Chapachulas. Uh-huh. I want like the Wild Chapachulas playing me down the road. <laughs> and then I also want like an old, like, you know, like a glass carriage um, oh, like what Katie Price said for one of her weddings. Possibly, yes, yes. possibly, but not fucking pink. Oh, right? was it pink? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. She likes a bit of pink, doesn't yeah. she? And then I want black and white horses with mm. the feathers. Yes, the lots big of the feathers. Yeah, yeah. The marching band, the glass carriage, and then. But everybody is going to be following in lots of colour. Lovely. So and and uh, no cars. No, lovely. Walking. No cars walking behind the carriage, dancing yes. through London. Beautiful. I think that would be nice. And it would perk up the people in the street. Yes. They'd go, there, there she goes. Oh. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I, I mean, I, I want to yeah. go to this funeral, personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you say you don't do funerals. If that, you'd go to that funeral. Oh, I would absolutely go to that one. You'd go, go to, to that funeral. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I would get to... Because the, the crematorium, because I'm not really into the worm situation. Yes. No, I was going to say, is it is it a burial or no. a cremation? Cremation, absolutely. Cremate me, stick yeah. me in a fancy jar and then throw most of me in the ocean. Okay. Or a river. Yes. I quite like it like a babbling brook. Yes. <laughs> or, what about, or what about the beautiful ocean? Um, because I saw that great documentary that you and uh, Makita did, oh. uh, which was so beautiful. Um, and that was... That, that was, bit where uh, the Atlantic and the Caribbean Sea meets. Yes, yes and the horses. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness, the horses in Barbados. That was so stunning. Um, listener, if you if you haven't seen this, it was a two-parter, wasn't yeah. it? I'm sure you could still get it on the BBC It's iPlayer. on the iPlayer because they repeated it the other day. Oh, honestly, it was just so divine Thank to watch. You. I mean, you and beautiful Makita, she's one of my favourite television presenters, oh, you know. I gosh, love her. Oh, you'll love that, and, um, But it was just great. I mean, it was a fascinating watch, but it was also beautiful to yeah. watch, you Thank know, you. very sort of, there was something very calming about it. Yeah. Um, much more calming than the one where you were both in a car oh, yeah. driving around. <laughs> that was not calming at all. That was really well, we fucking We drove tense. across Asia and my whole, because Nikita couldn't drive. And I, so I had to drive 12, 10 hours a day in a 1953 Morris Minor that had been souped up for the purposes of this car rally yeah, yeah. and my feet my legs swelled up jeez I'd never happened to me before I was like what the yeah. fuck is going with my feet and yeah. I couldn't wear any shoes I had to wear those kind of weird <laughs> velcro sandal things they were just awful and I kept saying oh they're like 1970s lesbian hiking sandals right and they all kept going you can't say that yeah, yeah. I was like I've they are absolutely yeah, right. You say, what why can't like. I say that? That's exactly what they are. And then I got home and my cousin, who is, by the way, a 1970s hiking lesbian, went, oh, they're nice. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> and she's like, can I have to? I was like, absolutely not. You're not going to have to. They're idiots. <laughs> we were just pissing ourselves. Me and Mickey, I was like, I told you. Yeah, that's, that's just what glorious. they were. <laughs> it was all I could wear on my feet for about three weeks. It was awful. Well, I'd like to think that some of your ashes should be scattered in that. the Caribbean Sea. Let's do you that. Know. Let's do that. I think that'd be beautiful. Well, lovely.
Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Sorry, I thought we were going to move on. But big God, Ollie has just asked. He wants you to slag people off, basically. He mm. wants to know who don't you want at the funeral. Oh, no Tories. Oh, of course. <laughs> just fuck off, okay? Literally, don't chat to me. Yes, Don't yes. speak my name. Just don't come in my house. Don't come in my yard. Don't come to my funeral. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't say my name. Don't put it in your newspaper. Don't come near me because I just, I'm so incensed all the fucking time at the moment. Like, I can barely breathe when I think about it too much and what's Mm -hmm. happening to our beautiful country. I love, I love Britain, Mm -hmm. you know, really like with all my heart properly, not like a kind of mad, like um, xenophobe but just, I just love the communities that I grew up in. You know what we were talking about, you know, punk. No other country could have created punk in the way that we created punk. So many things have come from here that are precious and beautiful and wonderful and they're trying to kill it. All the spirit, that uh, all the good things about this country, they're trying to kill and they engendered this hideous kind of xenophobic nastiness that literally makes me sick to my stomach and I'm just done. So don't come to my funeral, don't chat to me and don't talk to my family. Brilliant. That's how I feel. Good. And there might be a couple of people from like 192 back in the 80s that some some of them bitchy gal them. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what was 192 again? 192 That's was this restaurant off Portobello Road. Oh, fucking hell. You <laughs> God, I haven't thought about that place no, for years. But there were a couple of like, you know, there's like these sort of weird chicks that used to be around. And you just think, oh, God, don't yeah. fucking. Yeah. Just, we call them dry gal. Uh-huh. So I don't really want any of them there either. Yeah, well, we'll make sure. Make we'll... sure. You keep an eye on that for me, Cathy. I will indeed, darling. Thank you. So there's going to be a, a plaque or something. Or... Oh, we have a plaque. Well, well, because you're going to get cremated. Yes. So oh. you won't really have a gravestone, will you? So so we'll think of a plaque or something a like plaque, that. Or you can keep a little bit. Oh, yeah. And bury. Like my brother's, I've got some of my brother's ashes are buried. Uh-huh. So what, what, we, what are you asking well, me? What well, what what you want written on this plaque. Or... Right. So I don't it doesn't really need to be all poetic y flower. I mean, he died quite young and it says beautiful things on his grave. It says he who burns twice as bright burns half as long. And I think that's really lovely and it really meant made sense at the time and still does when I think about it. But I don't think I need anything flowery. Okay. I think I just want it to say she tried not to be cunty. Beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She tried not to be cunty and she was quite tired. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard work trying not to be it's cunty. Hard. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. She tried not to be cunty and she was quite tired. And and that's just I like the truth, you see. Yes. I like the truth. I do hate that thing when people die and they start making shit up about them and go, Oh, she was so lovely. You think she Fucking was not. Oh well, listen, you know babe. I mean? I mean, I grew up with without a mum, and it must have been a way to sort of make sure I was always good, right? But the amount of times I was just told my mum was an angel. Oh lord, she was an angel. And I remember talking to my lovely godmum Nelly, and Nelly told me this story of her getting really fucking angry with some builders or something. And Nelly said, and your, your, your mother went crazy and all oh, the effing and the blinding. And I went, what? What? <laughs> what? 
Yes, the humanity. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That and is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like my, my dad died a while ago now. But I've got like some siblings, some half brothers and sisters who I absolutely adore. I absolutely love them. And like, well, they just get drunk and start going, oh, he was so lovely. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, such an arsehole. Yeah. I mean, he was awful. He's the worst. Dad. He was a very good cook and he had very good taste in music. Uh-huh. And that's literally it. He was right. a fucking nightmare, terrible fucking psycho, ter- just an awful father. Yeah. And they've created this other dude. Why do people do that? I mean, I know there's this saying, is that you must never speak ill of the dead. Mm. But why? I think that stems from some old medieval sort of fear. Yes, yeah. Uh, we don't know. Of, yeah. We don't know what the dead do. Yes. You know, we don't. Yes. You know, and uh, our lovely resident uh, natural funeral director called Rue Callender, mm. who you can find on the extras if mm. you are interested. He says in his brilliant book he's written called What Remains, he said, I oh, can. I've seen that book. Yeah, yeah, it's fabulous. And he says in that, I can 100% tell you now the dead do not know more than us. Yes. You know, and yeah. it's sort of, you know, that's very. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, my dad didn't know more than me when he was alive. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. I mean, I'm not being mean. It's just, just no, the no. truth. It's like I grew up with him. I know who I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Exactly. I did love him. I just didn't like him very much. Just wasn't very nice to people, you know. That's why if men say no to me, I get really just like, don't fucking say no to me. I get really like, really? Yeah, I don't yeah. like men mm. telling me what to do because he was quite overbearing. Right. And he would say things to me like, well, you, your brother can do it, but you can't. Why not? Because you're a girl. I'd be like, oh, I'm yeah. going to poison your fucking cornflakes. I mean, you know, because you're a girl. Yeah. That's yeah. Ju- I mean, so, to me, it's like incensed, you know, nine years old, murderous, wanting yeah. to kill people. Talking about um, men telling you what to do, I had a shopping delivery just before Christmas, you know, getting all your shopping and that. And the bloke actually said to me, that's your frozen stuff. He said, put that in the freezer right <laughs> away or it might melt. And I just thought, he is so lucky. That you're you're tired. (laughs) That I'm tired. And I'm not going to bloody headbutt him. I just couldn't believe it. It put me in mind, there's a wonderful meme that goes around on Twitter of Reese Shearsmith doing this. Well, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And I I mean, it took all my fucking willpower not to go, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> you frozen stuff. Put it in the freezer. Oh, I thanks. mean, thanks for your input. Thanks for thanks your, input, for your love. input. But now yes. we will move on to yes, the will and the wake. The will and the wake. <laughs> duh, duh. I like that. That's the best one. <laughs> it is, uh, and as far as it goes, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. I, I really like that. So, what do you think happens now? You're dead. Mm. What do you think? What do you think happens when we die? I think I'm a bit hippy-dippy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if that's unexpected or not, but I am a bit hippy-dippy. I kind of feel like we are all made of, you know, matter, atoms, mm-hmm. and we are just energy. We're like we're just like energy that's held together by skin, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so that when you die, that energy gets released. Yes. And we're the moon and we're the stars and we're the oceans and we're the trees and we're everything around us. And I think that the people that we love reside in us because we are energy and that energy comes back to you. Do you yes. know what I mean? So I feel... 
the loss of people like my brother, like my dear friend Roger, you know, all the people that I've lost, my lovely nephew Marcus, you know, at this point we've lost a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I feel their loss, but I also feel their presence. Yes. In that I feel that all the love that you share with someone, that goes somewhere, it comes, it it lives in you, you know? Mm -hmm. I find that quite comforting. Oh, I think that's beautiful. I really do, Andy. I think it's beautiful. And it actually makes complete sense because I, I, I heard this thing the other day well, when you, you know, when you lose weight. Yes, it so happens to me occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. Every now and again. <laughs> Same here. Every now and again, I think, oh, well, I'll just lose a bit. And then it's like, oh, fuck that. I want to be happy again. So fuck it. Boss, but boss when you lose weight, because you sort of think, well, where does the fat go? Yeah. You know, because fat, you just sort of think, oh, do you sweat it out or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But actually, it comes out of your breath. Does it? It does. Out of your breath. That's a scientific... Out <laughs> 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 of your breath. Apparently so. I'm just going to speak to our friends on the other end of this line. In these main episodes, I'm chatting to guests about their fantasy funerals. But join me in Six Feet Under, our bonus episodes, where it's all about you, you wonderful twits. We dive into your real-life stories and anecdotes of death, funerals, hauntings and whatever other spooky stuff you've got up your sleeves. People must have been in hysterics. (laughs) Or they must have been very confused, like, what the fuck is this? Get involved. Whack us an email on death at somethingelse.com. There's no G in something. Would you like to haunt anybody when you're gone? It just sounds like quite fun, doesn't it? It does. I would like to fuck with my friends still. I'd like to still be able to make my friends laugh. Yes. So I'd like, like, I've got my friend Nick Redding, who uh, I would haunt him. Because <laughs> he'd love it. Yeah, yeah. He would absolutely love it. I would just, like, hide things. Okay. I would just hide things in his house. And, I'm, and I'd like him to think, oh, my God, she's been here again, bitch. <laughs> you know, I've got such good friends. I'm really lucky. Mm. You know, I have so many friends that we laugh till we cry yes and i would still love them to be able to have that with me so i would haunt them beautiful we, we should make that oh, happen oh and i would probably haunt my daughter just so she oh, would course. know that i was still around of course because i know that she won't like it when i die oh no i mean obviously Oh, well, not obviously, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe not obviously. Hopefully. Oh, but yeah. I, I feel like she won't. So I would just want her to know that I was still around and still with her. Yeah. In, and, and protecting her. Well, I think that all sounds great. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. So now we're going to uh, talk wills. You know, the old government could uh, stuff. nab a load of it and not give it to nurses. Yeah. So it's very, very important to make yeah, a will. I don't have a will. Okay. Uh, I also don't have any stuff. Right, right. I don't really have any. I don't buy it. Uh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know, my jewellery's cheap shit. I mean, I've got a few nice sort of paintings and stuff. And I've got some well, paintings. I yes. do have some art. But that's yeah. because my boyfriend used to run around the corner from here. Yeah. He used to have a place called Cordy House. And so we've got loads of art from lots of the artists who are now, some of them, quite famous. Yes. So I've got some of those. In fact, I saw today the, a piece of art that I bought that is called I Don't Do Anal. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I bought that because I thought it was so hilarious yeah, yeah. that I bought it. So I've got that. Lovely. <laughs> Maybe I'll write on the back of that. <laughs> Give all my shit to Makita. <laughs> That's perfect. Absolutely perfect. That's all I've got. <laughs> right. Well, also here now, 
because we have this power of the fantasy world, I've got a thing called a death clock. Oh. And I can... Oh, uh, it's ticking. I can uh, tell you when you're going to die. So, you are going to peg it. Yeah. The 13th of February. Oh, I hate, fucking hate February. So 2057. Cool. Oh, that's quite a long time away, isn't it? So that is. How long have I got? Well, you'll be 94. Oh, I'll be tired. <laughs> and it will also be Peter Hook's 100th birthday. Shut up. There we go. Me and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him a little apple tart. And then we'll slip away together. How beautiful. 94. Imagine if I last that long. I mean, I'm quite surprised that I'm here now, to be honest with you, sometimes. I right? can see you as quite a feisty 94-year-old, actually. Yeah. I mean, my mum is living with me now. She's 86. She's got... Amazing. So the, the neighbours, we've, we've slightly moved, and the neighbours uh, were saying to her, oh, would you like to come for a cup of tea? And she was like, she sort of was sort of nice to them. And she, yeah. was, she was like, why, why the fuck? Why do they want me to go and have a cup of tea with them? I said, they're just being friendly, mum. Yeah. And she said, uh, they're trying to find stuff out. I was like, they're not. It's <laughs> just, just being nice. She was like, I think it's weird. And I was like, I think you're weird. And then my 95-year-old uncle came over and he was going, what do they want to have a cup of tea for? I was like, what's wrong with you two? Fucking hell. Because that's what, Harry, that's what old people do. Oh, she, she's, so she's going. Is she going? She's going. Oh, she's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My producer goddess for this episode is Jemima Rathbone. Sound engineering by Joshua Gibbs and Jay Bill. Video engineering by Teddy Riley. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner and Dan Cocker. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>